Revelation 21, 10 through 14, and in the next five minutes, I'm going to give uh, four more applications of uh, this passage. Revelation 21, 10 through 14, And he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain, and showed me the great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God, having the glory of God. Her light was like a most precious stone, like a jasper stone, clear as crystal. Also she had a great and high wall with twelve gates and twelve angels at the gates, and names written on them, which are the names of the twelve tribes of the children of Israel. Three gates on the east, three gates on the north, three gates on the south, and three gates on the west. Now the wall of the city had twelve foundations, and on them were the names of the twelve apostles of the Lamb. Amen. Well, we've already seen that uh, the invisible church is one body that includes the elect from time of Adam through to the end of history. And so dispensationalism clearly has it wrong when it divides so sharply between Israel and the church that the 12 patriarchs are forever a part of a different body than the 12 apostles. Yet here it shows that they really are a part of the bride. But verse 10 shows the upward call that our citizenship in the church calls us to. It says, He carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain and showed me the great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God. Uh, there are several scriptures in the New Testament that say that our citizenship is in heaven. Okay, now it's true that this verse indicates heaven invades earth as well, but passages like Galatians 4, but the Jerusalem above is free, which is the mother of us all. And then Paul quotes Isaiah 57, verse 4 to prove it, saying, For it is written, Rejoice, O barren, you who do not bear. Break forth and shout, you who are not in labor. For the desolate has many more children than she who has a husband. Now that last clause indicates that eventually there will be more elect than there will be non-elect. Um, it is a... a uh, uh, a very encouraging phrase, but I do want you to see that we have a citizenship above, which means that our loyalties to heaven should be much stronger than our loyalties to earth. And the future that we have, destiny, the inheritance that we have, is far more glorious than our citizenship on earth. The second thing that I see here is that God is the heart and the center of the church, and we should be taking on more and more of the characteristics of our God who redeemed us. The Lord's table called communion, uh, because we're supposed to be having more and more communion with God, it calls us to be more and more like our Redeemer. So verse 11 says of this holy Jerusalem, having the glory of God, her light was like a most precious stone, like a jasper stone, clear as crystal. Now keep in mind, we said earlier that verse 2 shows that the New Jerusalem is a, an image or a metaphor of the bride, so that means that the bride should look more and more like the God who loved us and who redeemed us. And if we're indwelt by the Spirit, more and more of His glory is going to be rubbing off on us. So one of the things we could do as we come to the table is say, Lord, help me to reflect more and more the glory, the beauty, the character uh, that you have. Third thing I see here is that um, we enter the city through the same gates that the Old Testament saints entered that city. Also, she had a great and high wall with 12 gates and 12 angels at the gates, and names written on them, which are the names of the 12 tribes of the children of Israel. 
Three gates on the east, three gates on the north, three gates on the south, three gates on the west. So high walls are designed to keep people out. Gates are designed to keep people out. These guard angels are designed to keep people out. But if God has included people within Jerusalem, then those same walls, gates, and angels provide for and protect those people. Now, it's true, there are various ages and there's various privileges within the city, but getting into the city is not by memorizing the catechism or doing works, it's by grace alone uh, that we enter in through there. And if you're a part of his flock, you are protected. The fourth thing that I see here is that the city is guided by God's revelation. Uh, the last portion of which is given through the apostles. It says, Now the wall of the city had twelve foundations, and on them were the names of the twelve apostles of the Lamb. Now in Ephesians 2 through 3, he talks about the foundation. Foundation of the church of all ages. It's composed of Jesus Christ, the chief cornerstone, prophets, and apostles. That's the revelational foundation. So in effect, he is saying, we have everything that we need once the apostles finished out the scripture and the prophets, everything that we need for life and godliness. And uh, we need to value that completed canon. So as we come to the table this morning, let's remember those four things. Our citizenship is in heaven. We're called to be more and more like our Savior. Uh, third, uh, entering the gates today is no different than it was in the Old Testament. It's by grace alone. And fourth, we have in the Bible all the foundation that we need. So let's commit ourselves to uh, that foundation.